Rise and crime, everybody. I'm Rachel Souza. And I'm Michelle Chan. And we're back. Thankfully, this week. Did we skip a week? No, we didn't, but it felt like we no, almost we were about to. Us. I know. We might we're skip honest. next week, though. No, we won't. I mean... If, if we're skipping next week, I'm recording one by myself. Okay, you might have to record one by yourself. Oh, no. I can't talk to myself. I can barely talk to other people no i'm kidding i love to hear the sound of my own voice no it's fine you can talk to yourself yes i'll just play two characters i'll play you (laughs) yeah okay sounds perfect um i'm in a rush because i have rehearsal in like 30 minutes so how about you get us on with that fact or fiction all right this is news headlines oh wait sorry hold on i need i need to do a small update oh okay haunted ones last week uh so megan Shout out Megan, you know who you are. Uh, she texted me saying that she knows about like some of these hauntings because she's from like Alberta, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she can confirm they are definitely haunted. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yes, great to hear. We love the spirits. We love accurate I articles. I have a Ouija board two feet from me, not because I use it; it's a prop, but <laughs> it is present. Beautiful. Okay, now hit us up with that factor fiction. All right, these are more news headlines that I found and also linked. So if you want to check it out. Are they Canadian? Yes, they are Canadian. Yes, girl. They're so aggressively Canadian. Love that. Okay, are you ready? Yes, I am. Southern Alberta RCMP uncover suspected car thief hiding in a haystack or... Saskatchewan RCMP catch bank robber in the midst of using the public washrooms after robbing bank. Ooh, I really want the first one to be true. I know I always say this, but I really do. It's it's just <laughs> so classic. So I'm going to say that one's the fact. That is the fact. Oh, thank goodness. That's so good. <laughs> okay. Next. Thieves stop to help geese cross a busy intersection while being chased. Or, shark nearly chokes to death on moose is saved by Canadian bystanders. What was the second one? Shark nearly chokes to death on moose is saved by Canadian bystanders. Oh my gosh, how much I want that one to be true. I honestly, I don't know where there would be a shark in Canada. Maybe I'm just uncultured and that's probably it. But the first one is like so Canadian. They're both so Canadian. Wow. I have no idea. If it's the shark one, I'm going to be shocked. But I think the first one is fact. It was the shark one. The shark one is true? Where is there a shark in Canada? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, people who know more about Canada than me, which is basically everyone, can you please, like, DM me and tell me where (laughs) sharks are in Canada? And also, now I'm scared. (laughs) That The shark nearly chokes to death on moose. That's even worse! That poor moose! That's so weird. Oh my god. But, but the fact that the shark, who is a murderer, by the way, (laughs) um was saved by bystanders like what do they do pull them out and give them the heimlich like that makes no sense to me (laughs) that's definitely what happened i don't know what you're talking about that is crazy okay i'm ready for the next one all right canadian truck explodes after a hitting moose sets off firework display or 
car swerves to avoid moose only to hit deer, causing bodily harm. Wow, lots of moose this week. Mm-hmm. These moose are really getting it. Um, wow, this one's tough, too. You're giving me a hard time this week. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you really are. Okay, the second one seems really real, so I'm going to say the first one is fact. The first one, so the exploding one? Yes. Yes, that's true. Yes, because the second one seemed too real, so I knew you wrote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm not creative That's enough. That's crazy. I, I hope that moose was okay. Like, probably not, but I really hope so. <laughs> There's so many moose that are getting hurt. I'm so sorry, moose. So what's your story this week? Oh, you only did, oh, you only did... Oh yeah, I only three. did three. Okay. Sorry, Julia, who is here, shout out Julia, she is here live listening. Um... She just texted me because she didn't want to interrupt, and she said, quote of the week, the moose are really getting it, <laughs> which is such a good quote. That's that really up quote. there with no guts on the Gucci suit. Okay, my story one. this week, as per usual, super depressing, but like, when do we not tell a story that's super depressing? This is fact. Um, okay, so this is the story of Jennifer Hillier Penny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got my most of my information from a beautiful CBC article uh, by Lisa Mayer and Mark Kelly, but the article was based off of the documentary The Fifth Estate. Like, not documentary, they're like a show, a Canadian true crime show, and they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. So they have a two-part episode called Finding Jennifer. I think it was like the latest one released, to be honest. I think uh, I literally just Googled pop and crime right now, and this is what came up. I did not Google that, but... Close enough. Let's hear it. Okay, so this is the case of Jennifer Hillier Penny. So Jennifer Hillier Penny was born in 1979. Okay, well, I saw in two different sources, I saw... Oh, I also used a a, a different CBC article that was written by Ariana Kelland. Um, and I saw different years, so I'm just going to go with the, the one from the main article I used. So Jennifer Hillier Penny was born in 1979 in sorry pronunciation i'm so sorry i'm so sorry in saint lanaire griquette <laughs> i think that's right in newfoundland mm-hmm. she was born into a big family she had seven siblings damn um, so she was super social because when you got that many siblings you're basically it's basically a classroom like you are socializing all the time so she had seven siblings very social tons of friends funny passionate and kind is how her sister described her a real family girl, but also made time for friends, just like the ultimate person. Like, every person in these cases are always wonderful, wonderful humans, and it's just, ugh. I'm saying ugh already, and I'm not even at the bad parts. She loved family so much that when she was 17, she actually had her first daughter, named Marina, with her high school boyfriend, Dean Penny. So, Mm -hmm. shortly after high school, when she was 21, so in the year 2000, Uh, She got married to Dean, and they had a second child named Deanna. So Dean was a few years older than Jennifer. He was a fisherman in the town. The town was super, super small. So St. Lanier has about 2,000 people. It's right next to the ocean. It's super picturesque. It's six hours from the nearest city. Damn. So it is, like, rural as heck. It is far. And because it's so close to the ocean, it's, like... They, in the past 15 years, they've had four missing persons cases, and they've never been found, any of them. Oh, that's so sad. 
Yeah. So because it's a really, really tiny community, it's also like the community of St. Anthony. So because it's really tiny, uh, they don't have their own police force. So it's the RCMP who respond to all the cases. Mm -hmm. Just letting you know for the rest of this case. Uh, So Marina and Deanna were everything to Jennifer. She was so close with both her daughters. She loved them so much as any mother does with as most mothers do with their children um but she they were her whole life really but that also didn't stop her from having a career so she worked in a hospital she was a clerk in a hospital in the town uh she loved her job and she was just really having a great great time in life but things slowly went downhill and by 2016 so she had been married for 16 years at this point (laughs) wow uh, that's such a long time like she was living a good life so what age did she get married sorry she got married at 21 oh okay okay but by 2016 her marriage was going downhill uh she was fighting with dean all the time they were growing apart and by mid-november she actually moved out of uh their home and back in with her with her father in her hometown of uh saint lunaire griquette so her and her husband lived in saint anthony which is close by like a half an hour drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she moved back in with her father and her daughter Marina came with her, but her daughter Deanna stayed living with Dean. Okay. Um, so her friends said that there was definitely something wrong, that uh, Jennifer was super unhappy and that they could tell that there was just something was not right between her and Dean. Uh, so they were just being super supportive, um, but through her this hard time for her. But yeah, they, they were saying she was definitely super unhappy. So now, fast forward, late November 2016, uh, Dean wanted to go up to his cabin, which is 45 minutes away from their home, or from his home now, to go duck hunting. It's act- His cabin's in Northwest Arm. So he was going to go for about a week, uh, hunt some ducks, you know, take a little vacation. But he had planned for Deanna to just stay home by herself for the week. She's only 15. That's risky. Which is not good. So Jennifer was like, hell no. Uh, Deanna's going to come stay with me. Mm -hmm. And Dean was like, no way. Sorry, I just, my mind, my mind just went off because I just realized Deanna's the female version of Dean. Oh, I didn't notice. Dean with an A at the end. That's funny. (laughs) Okay, anyway, sorry, back to the case. So Dean was like, no, Deanna's going to stay in this house because it's right next to her school and she walks to school every day. I don't want it to be trouble for her to have to drive half an hour every morning. Mm-hmm. Wait, do, don't they go to the same school? Who? The sisters? Well, it, Marina's out of high school by this point. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. So Jennifer was like, do you know what? Fine. I will stay at your house. She really didn't want to. Super reluctantly was like, fine. If this is how you want it, I will stay at your house. So that way Deanna's safe. Mm-hmm. November 30th. So Dean had been con- gone for a couple days already at this point. On November 30th, Jennifer and her sister had dinner with their father, and they were all going through a rough time because just very recently, Jennifer's mother had passed away. Oh. So their family was getting together for dinner just to, like, support her father, support each other. Uh, After dinner, she drove her sister to an appointment, and then she was going to go back to Dean's to stay with Deanna overnight. Mm -hmm. So on her way back to Dean's, she got a really weird phone call from Dean, and he just kept being like, when are you going to be home? When are you going to be home? But it was kind of weird because he's like 45 minutes away and he was ready to leave Deanna by herself. Why is he suddenly super concerned, you know? Yeah, that's really sketchy. 
and she was like, I'm going to be home in a few minutes. Relax. Literally a few minutes. And when she got home, Deanna wasn't even home. She was still out with her friends. Mm -hmm. So she was really confused as to why Dean was so concerned. She thought maybe Deanna had texted him and been like, hey, when is mom going to be home? But no, that wasn't the case. She wasn't even home. I see. Uh, So she gets home at around 8 and texts her daughter that she has a headache. Her daughter, Deanna. She texts Deanna and says, I have a headache. I'm going to sleep. Uh, Just let me know when you're home kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So Deanna arrives home at 9.30 p.m. and she doesn't check with her mom because she was actually late for her curfew. So she didn't want to be in trouble. Her curfew was before 9? She's 15! So long. And she's out by herself walking. She doesn't drive. All right. Well, okay, sure. It's a, it's the safe thing to do. Okay, continue. So she was just going to sneak into her room and like pretend she was home on time. So she didn't tell her mom that she was home. Mm-hmm. The next morning at 7 a.m., Deanna is woken up by Jennifer's alarm going off, uh, but it's in the kitchen, and it was very odd that it was not like in her room and that she hadn't turned it off. Mm-hmm. With, so like Deanna alarm, to- like phone or like actual alarm clock? Like, phone. Okay. But it was still odd that it wasn't, like, you know, in her room. Yeah, and it was yeah, also yeah, odd that sure. she wasn't turning off her alarm. I'm just saying it's more weird if her physical alarm clock was in the kitchen. Yeah, that would be really weird. I can agree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in any circumstance, not just this one. Mm-hmm. So, Deanna goes to ask her mom what the heck is going on. She can't find her mom anywhere. Oh. So she starts panicking. She looks around the house. She realizes that her mom's car is still in the driveway and her cell phone and purse are still in the house. That's so scary. So this poor 15-year-old is now alone being like, what the heck do I do? Like, that is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she quickly calls her grandmother, Ruby, who is Dean's mom. Uh, and then Ruby calls Dean and they all agree to go back to the house and meet there. And then Ruby calls the RCMP. Mm-hmm. So Deanna then proceeds to call her aunts and uncles and they're all like, okay, we're going to show up to those because remember she has like a ton because Jennifer has seven siblings. Yeah. So then they're all like, let's all get to the house and figure out what the heck is going on. Deanna then calls Marina and is like, hey, have you talked to mom this morning? And Marina's like, no, why? And Deanna's like, oh, don't worry yet. So Marina's like kind of left out of the loop here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so police show up and they do a search of the house and they find that nothing is out of the ordinary at all. That's weird. Did she? Yes. Okay. Okay. So they quickly appeal to the public and that's actually how Marina found out that her mom was missing Mm -hmm. by seeing an article online looking for her. Isn't that just the worst thing ever? Yeah, that's absolutely terrible. That's horrid. So they're asking the public, nobody's seen her. There's no sighting at all. And days go by, there's literally no sign, no evidence, nothing. So the police decide to treat this as a runaway or a suicide, which really pissed off her friends and family who were like, yes, she's going through this hard time with her marriage and her mother passing away, but she was doing better and there's no way that she would have taken her own life and no way that she would have ran away. Mm -hmm. So they were really mad about this, but the police still just like... The police still did a good job. They still brought in search dogs. They brought in helicopters. They used sonar boats on all the waterways. Like, they were still doing a thorough job, which is good. Mm-hmm. But it did take a full week for... This is the bad police work. It took a full week for them to lock down the house and treat it as a crime scene. Oh, that should and have been done immediately. Point, I know. And at this point, over 100 people had walked through the house 
because they were bringing the family like food and stuff to like help take care of them. They were doing nice things, but they their fingerprints and footprints were now all over the house. Oh gosh. So at this point, like there's no way to treat that as a crime scene, really. Mm-hmm. So on December seventh, uh, it was finally declared suspicious her disappearance. Yeah. After fin- interviewing all her friends and family. And further investigation, the police found out that Jennifer was actually ready to file for divorce, and Dean was not happy about it. Mm. It it was actually said that Dean had said, and I quote, it doesn't matter if you love me or not, you belong here. That's messed up. Okay. So that's really sketchy. Yeah, it's very threatening. Very threatening. Oh, you think that's threatening? Just you wait. Wait. And then, further into investigation, they found out that Dean had said to Jennifer that he could, quote, make away with her and no one would ever find her. (coughs) Okay. Okay, Dean. You say those things. he's looking real bad. Yeah. And it was, Jennifer was so scared, it was to the point that her and her friends actually had this safety plan set up where they would check in with Jennifer. At certain points of the day, they would have to text her to make sure she was okay. That's so scary. How can you, Oh my god, you've been like imagine being with someone for like 16 years and not really knowing them. Yeah, that is like so terrifying to think about. That's awful. So she had vocalized her fear. She even said that she was terrified that he was going to come back to his house in the middle of the night while he, while she was staying there. That is so she so like scary. literally predicted it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so a, that's Dean, a no from me, dog. Yeah, so Dean obviously denies all claims against him, saying that he was at his cabin, but then it is proven that he actually came back to the home on the night of November 30th to retrieve his hunting decoys, which I'm sorry, I do not know what that is. I do not hunt. I do not know anybody who hunts. Me neither. But his daughter confirmed that he did text her saying he was coming back to pick up the decoys from the garage. Mm -hmm. But this, like, does not make sense because how had he been gone for a couple days hunting without his decoys because according to the article having your decoys is really important in hunting i'm sorry i'm uneducated let me look it up right now (laughs) what are like what are like is it supposed to lure the animal somewhere i don't know i'm looking it up right now google is loading i'm sorry slow slow computer is trying so uneducated on hunting (laughs) oh they're just like fake versions of the animal yeah okay uh what are they for though now i'm curious oh it's supposed to be a distraction oh okay so i was kind of right and you really need it for hunting so it did not make sense that he was returning after a few days to come get them yeah because like wouldn't he realize right after he got there and come back to get them like why suddenly was he like okay now i'll go get them Mm -hmm. just super sketchy but despite all of this police have never named a suspect in this case never never what okay leaving this case to be unsolved no no it's oh my god they didn't even look into him nope well they did but he was cleared they couldn't find any evidence against him at all that's so 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 sketchy um sorry that was a pretty short case now i'm realizing that's okay oh my god i thought it was long because i wrote it in a small notebook and it took up four pages but it's a really small notebook (laughs) it's okay but let me say this uh if you do know anything please contact the saint anthony rcmp at 709-454-2000 
1-800-222-3543 or call Crime Stoppers 1-800-222-TIPS. Uh, Jennifer has blonde hair, green eyes. She's about 160 to 170 pounds. Uh, she would be 40 or 41 now. I don't know when her birthday is. But How tall is she? It's just, um, it didn't say. I looked for it. I really did. Hmm. This is just horrible. This family literally has no closure at all. That's so frustrating. They don't even have, like, leads or, like, evidence. It's so frustrating and horrible for this family. I can't even imagine the frustration they're feeling. Yeah. It's really bad. Help. Somebody needs to just speak up. Somebody knows something. And it's just so horrible because now these... It's also horrible because now these daughters are, like, they have to question whether their dad did this. And it's just so horrible yeah it's uh, i can't imagine being the kids in this case in the article it actually stated that uh marina asked her father to take a lie detector test because she just was so confused and so conflicted mm-hmm. did he and he, and he said sorry i can't my lawyer said no what and she was really frustrated by, with by this because she thought like if you're innocent you wouldn't care what your lawyer said you would just do it yeah so and also it's this- your daughter asking you like that ugh, i can't even it's so horrible wouldn't you want to erase all suspicion off of you to prove to your daughter you didn't do it if you didn't do it right especially to your own daughter yeah that's that's something's fishy I know. and poor jennifer she was finally getting back on her feet mm-hmm. and like ugh, it's just so it's so horrible and this family had just lost like her mother and now they've lost her like they have no idea if she's dead alive it's horrible this unknown is so bad. So bad. Um, but yeah, that's the case of Jennifer Hillier Penny. Yeah, you're um, right. That was sad. Well, they're all sad. We've never had a case that's not sad. They're all horrible. That's true. This one doesn't even... There's no even, like, cherry on top of the cake. There's no, like, law made or anything like that. It's just plain horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I guess this is our awkward transition out. Yeah, I like how we have to say it every time because we don't know what to say to transition yes, the, out. Yes, saying awkward transition is the awkward transition. Yeah, at least it's a statement. Um, I have a story. Okay, week. what's your story? I have a story about how I was the Crime Stoppers. Oh, okay. Because we I'm always interested. make that joke, but this time, this time I was. No, I'm kidding. I was not. The police were, but I did phone the police okay let me tell the story so uh this week there was like a car so i live in an apartment building and outside the apartment building there was this car that was just honking for like 30 minutes straight Mm -hmm. so me being curious and also being annoyed i looked out the window and i saw that there was like this standoff going on so this car was trying to get into this parking spot but this lady was holding the parking spot for her husband. Like, she was standing in the spot. Oh my god, what? And the car was, like, honking at her to get out of the spot so she could take the spot. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, screaming and swearing at each other and honking. And then uh, and then the car kept, like, trying to back up into, like, the lady. Like, oh. it was, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the lady driving the car got out. And they started, like, yelling at each other and screaming. And, like, it looked like they were going to fight. And I was starting to get worried. And I was like, I don't want these two to fight. And I was scared that something was going to happen. So I did my civic duty and I called the police because I was just... I didn't want anybody to get hurt. I was just scared. Mm-hmm. So I called the police. And they showed up. And they were like, hey, lady, get out of the spot. And that's the end <laughs> of the story. <laughs> that's good on you for doing your civic duty. 
I mean, more like good on the police for actually responding to small calls. That's true, too. Because that's like a, I guess, a minor call, especially in the district that I live in. Mm-hmm. So good on the police for actually showing up. Um, that's great. And yeah, if there's ever, if it looks like there's going to be a fight somewhere, don't be afraid to call the police. Obviously, don't call 911 if it's not a dangerous situation or emergency situation. Just call like the police line and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is happening. You might want to know about it. Uh, and if you don't want to know about it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe. Just re- it's The message here is just remember you're not wasting anybody's time if you think you're going to keep someone safe. You're not, ever. Yeah, that's Never true. Never be afraid. Never be afraid to call the police. Like, you don't, don't call 911 if it's not an emergency. But never be afraid to call, like, the non-emergency line. Yeah, that's what it's for. Better safe than sorry is the message. There it is. That's the, the line. That's the message of the week. The line of the week. It is. It really is the message of the week. Like, in, in my case, like, her friend set up this safety plan. Like, that's super, like, good on them. And super... We kind of have a safety plan for, like, if I call you randomly. I know, and I can't remember our code word. Obviously, <laughs> oh, shoot. On the podcast, but I cannot remember, girl. You're going to have to text it to me. I will tell you again in case I'm ever endangered. Yeah, like, I, I remember us setting this up, but it would be helpful if I remembered the actual code word. If I see it written down, I'll remember it. Mm. Okay, give me your high and low of the week. Um, oh my god. I have midterms next week. That's my low, like, uh, the whole week, because that's just I how I thought my... your low is going to be that you're hella sick. Okay, no, this is worse than being hella sick. Oh, wow. Because it's it literally feels like you're dying every day. Oh. And then, like, being revived to write the next one, to keep on dying. Aww. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited well, for reading sucks. week when everyone's home, and I'll be back yes. for a full week. Oh my gosh, we can record so many episodes. <laughs> but are we? Hmm. Yes, we're not going to sit there and watch Love Island. No. No, no way. When you texted <laughs> me that text. Tur- Julia just turned her laptop to me, and she's watching Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. When you texted me, like, love is dead, I thought you meant Love Island is done, and I was so confused. No, love is dead because this is my low of the week. Kristen McAtee and Scotty Sire broke up, and that's not allowed. That's some um, shocking news, actually. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. It is allowed. Please do what's best for yourself, but I'm <laughs> sad about it. Isn't it weird how we get so invested in other people's relationships? Yeah, it's horrible and I need to stop. It's so Uh, strange (laughs) if you think about it. It is strange. It's super strange. The whole thing about YouTubers is super strange. Bringing Mm -hmm. that to my high of the week, um, Julia introduced me to the Try Guys, and I legit have not stopped watching. You've never seen them before? I have seen them before, but I've never, like, really watched all their videos. Oh my god, Rachel. now I've really watched all their videos. (laughs) Rachel. I was up until 5.30 last night watching their videos. I love watching Keith eat everything. Me too! I don't know what it is! So remember, if your news headline doesn't have any moose in it, is it really Canadian? And just don't forget your gosh darn hunting decoys or else you'll look like a murder suspect. (laughs) Or maybe you are. Or maybe you are, but we, that is not for us to We determine. do not know. We just say you look sketchy. Yeah. And leave it at that. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Peace and love. Goodbye.